0: Hello hello and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs podcast we're on season 4 episode number 38 today's the sports edition Andy it's going to be yeah sports college pro uh you I don't think it. any amateur it's going to be all it's going to be a lot of amateur, a lot of amateur stuff yeah and today is the last day July 31st 2023 Andy we won't bring up the bet just yet but tomorrow because it's August 1st, we're going to have the Twins bet status.
1: I could taste the beer already.
0: There's a 30-pack of hams on this bet for the Twins to win 92 games this season, I put forward. And it's looking slim. Now, the Twins are still in first place with the half-game lead, Andy. And the Ooh. Guardians are playing right now with with Thor. Taking on the Astros, so you never know what's going to happen. The uh, the trade deadline's coming up, and I'm sure you'll have more on that. But we have a special guest, Jeremy the Rock Quas. Welcome to the show, Jeremy.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys?
0: Glad Good. to be back. Glad to be back. So we've had, we've had the Rock on before. He's a, uh, a Watertown Red Devils super fan, also a Minnesota Gophers super fan. And the reason Andy we wanted to invite him on the show was there's been some. Flack this week with Mr. PJ Fleck. Yes. Coach a Lot of Flack with Fleck. you know, and it just <laughs> happens to rear its ugly head just before this football season kicks off. And we wanted to get his thoughts on on uh these these allegations, if you will. Uh, my, my Andy, thought, you first to-
1: all, My Flack first of all, it's just his turn in the rotation to get a little crap from everybody
0: else, but that's smile bait. Well, that's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Andy, do you want to give a little background on this and and we'll turn it over to Jeremy?
1: Basically, from what I heard and what I've read, is, like with any other program, players that have been cut, players who didn't start their four years there, go crying to mommy and go crying to CCO or whatever, and and right on Rube chat, oh, yeah, I was a treat up there. Am I right? Is that basically what's happened, Jeremy? Is just those who got cut are crying?
2: Uh, basically. it's This has been an ongoing thing since he took over the program. Uh, people just don't like how he runs it. You know, it's, it's a very high energy, you know, situation that some people just aren't meant to be in, you know, that's kind of the basic rule. I mean, I've been to his practices, you know, whenever they have these open practices, he is the same guy at these practices with the cameras on as they're not on. So it's, you know, he is very upfront with how he is. Um, they always, I mean, he's even said it. He's not for everybody, you know, he, and, and it's true. He's not, but yeah, I, you know, I, my take on this is uh, that guy who wrote it. I've never heard of him in my life. I've never heard of that website or anything. So I don't really think it's that credible, especially when you don't want to put your name on it. You yep. know, when you're these anonymous players or you're this anonymous Uh, staff member whatever whoever it is Um, you know that's just my thought there's no there's no bias or anything like this you know being a gopher fan I'll be honest I didn't like when PJ Fleck came here to begin with Um, it took me a little bit to get used to him because when I thought he came here I just thought of oh it's another Tim Brewster.
1: Brew number two yep.
2: Yeah so it's um, so like I said it took me a while to get to him but Um, I mean, I love the guy. I love what he's doing with the program. I mean, he's done. I mean, they're serving and giving, like he says. I mean, they do an annual turkey drive every year, um, for homeless people, for people just in need. I mean, these guys are out in the community, almost like pro pro guys. That I mean, they're not depending on their nil situation. They're not getting paid to go out to the children's hospitals to go do other community events. You know, and it's just and the one thing I will say is if you were on Twitter or as it's called now, X, whatever yeah. you want to call it, um, you should have, you saw all the the support for PJ Fleck and the program from current, former, and even incoming, you know, freshmen next year are buying into this program. I, you know, whatever. And PJ Fleck addressed this at media days last week and he wasn't shy about it. So I just I think this article is a bunch of BS if yep. you ask my opinion I that's what I got for you
1: a lot of the complaints were um, he was tough on players after a loss or after they didn't perform on a practice what coach isn't
2: exactly I,
1: That was my point what coach isn't the coach that isn't is a guy who's you know two and 12 every year that's the coach who isn't
2: yep uh, you know go ahead.
1: go ahead well I say the I think Bad about PJ that he's got to get used to. It's gonna take a couple years time. You know, we start out that big, nice winning streak. to Start with he's not used to being nine and zero. He's not used to being in those big pressure games. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, he's beaten Wisconsin and beaten Michigan in the past, but not for first place. You know, yeah. he's got to get used to that part, and then he'll be okay. Hi, Kitty. No, yeah, Andy. Yeah.
0: Um, my question, Andy, my question to you is to to help the listeners yep. along. What else has been going on here in the Big Ten the last couple of weeks? Uh, this isn't well, the first story. Yeah, Northwestern had
1: their kerfuffle, you know. Yeah. Um, D coordinator from NDSU goes down there to be D coordinator, and all of a sudden he's the interim coach. And I don't even know if they. I think they made an official head coach for the year, meaning they're not going to toss him throughout the year. He's coach for the year. Yeah. Um. So Northwestern's again, with the exception of their little run there in the '90s, they were. They're cellar dwellers anyway. Um, but still, poor team there. Guys transferring because of a certain coach. Now he's gone. How many guys are going to a lot of there next year? You know, so I feel bad for that situation. Um, Harbaugh up in Michigan. <laughs> not not a fan, but still. Can't even buy a, can a cheese, if you buy a cheeseburger for it, turn in the receipt. That's all you had to do. Yep. You, you know, and the sad thing is something simple like that, again, kind of with Fluck making his own run laps after a bad game, they turn him in for it. Now, I think is the schedule, right, so Harbaugh misses four games, right? Correct. And his first game back is against who?
2: Uh, Nebraska, I believe. And then the second game would be against us in Minnesota.
1: Right. So he, yeah, the streak ends. Michigan's. Big 10 winning streak ends against us. I called it a couple weeks ago. There, I said it. It's well,
2: I mean, yeah, Harbaugh got the biggest, I mean, slap on the wrist. I mean, the first four games are the biggest cupcakes you could ever have.
1: Right. I mean, like the Bills for a couple of years played a Big 10 team right off the bat, but still, it was yep. one big, They should have had you at the first four conference games. You know, it's kind of like in the NFL when Brady got suspended for four games. That was a breeze. Oh, great. He's got four games rested going into the playoffs. Great. He should have been suspended for a playoff game because he cheated in the playoff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that's nothing there.
0: Now is now is is Fleck, do you think, gonna is the is the target gonna stay on his back, or is there another team here in the Big Ten that it's gonna shift the focus here in the next week and get the limelight off of him, or is it gonna stay? And just like every other season, it's right before this. I haven't heard anything about fleck until just yeah. this last week. And now you know, to start. And Iowa had their problems last year
1: up. with the strength training coach and stuff. Yeah. Um, now it's Harbaugh and, and Fleck this year. Uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State probably next year is their turn. You
0: know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's I mean new. It, gotcha. Gotcha. Now, like Fleck said yeah. it's it's baseless. Uh you know, I've seen both yeah. sides of the stories uh, as far as reading it, but it didn't Really, you know, caused me to lose. This. No, I mean, how like I you, said, I've uh, never
2: heard of that guy or that company that he works for. I've never heard of him until this story popped up. I just think it's kind of to do a story like that a couple weeks after this Northwestern thing. It's to me, it seemed almost like clickbait. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's how I felt. And I kind of and I felt like if he was going to write this story, it should have been in Cran because that's yeah. how stupid it was. I mean, it was. I mean, you got. I mean, I could write that story too, and not. And I'm. I mean, I'm not a professional journalist by any means, and I can write that same story with anonymous sources, anonymous whatever. That's, you know, it. It is what it is. I mean, it. I didn't lose sleep over it. I read it. I go. I don't understand what the point of this article is, and went on without. Went on my day. So
1: how it got any traction really kind of, kind of surprised me too, because it was so many anonymous this, unnamed this, anonymous that. Yet the story got traction. That's what confuses me. So whoever the anonymous person is, someone had to know who it was and took a little meat on it and said, okay, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. There's,
2: I mean, it's, it's all disgruntled players that, you know, they came up here and they're like, oh, I'm going to start right away. And then they weren't doing the right things on and off the field. And they didn't, they weren't playing. And, you know, like you said, they basically ran home to mommy and go, this kid beat me up. I don't like it. And, yeah, you know it's it it is what it is, especially now with this portal. Now, with you know how yeah. that's been the last couple of years in this, you know, if you're not starting, you're not playing enough. Well, I'll just transfer out and go somewhere else.
1: Take my um, ball home.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, uh, I yeah, some of these. Uh, I think it was I, I read the who was the, uh, oh, the one receiver? The that's been there now for six so been, years. Uh, three, and, uh, Chris Hammond yep. yeah. uh, Bell, yeah, six-year Bell. Yeah, and he and he says I've been here the entire time since he got here, and I have seen nothing but great, uh, a great attitude, positive attitude, a great place to work, a lot of respect, a lot of stuff going back and forth. I haven't seen any one iota of any of this going on at all. And I've been here. I mean, so it's it's good to see both sides of it, but it's just, it is interesting when these other things happen. Um, you know what what gets the traction? How 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 does it get traction? It's like the, it the page.
1: It's not the whole conspiracy theory thing. I'd like to see in a couple of years who these anonymous people were and see where they are in life or who they were on the team. Like okay, what guy cut them out of their position? You know, did that guy going to be in the NFL? And now you're yeah, better that wasn't you? I'd like to see in a couple of years who these anonymous people were. So but
2: they'll yeah, never it's come just out disgruntled for people. Yeah. What Jeremy? I said they'll never come out for it because oh, uh I, know I mean if you in that article they're like all oh, we work in football or we're still in it. It's like well put your name to it. I mean you know yeah, I just it is what it is. It's not the least sleepover.
1: You, you work in football. You're the head of the laundry department at Northwestern. Great. You know. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's go into other stuff. Dan, if you want to pull up the screen there. Jeremy wants to stick around. We're going to talk a little town ball playoffs here. I'll definitely oh, stick around yes. for comes, 7C. Uh, so. Yeah, we're going to start with we're just gonna talk 7C and 12C is all we're going to really touch base with here. Oh. Because that's okay. Ones we're mostly knowledgeable with. Here Absolutely. is the bracket. Oh, let me do that. What's wrong? Wrong button. Wrong button. There is the bracket. And I'm just doing the first two rounds. I'm not going to hold double elimination bracket.
2: Yeah, we don't need that.
1: Um, <laughs> for first three, I mean, four teams come out. First three, slam dunk. I have no issue thinking it's not going to be us, played, or oh, I'm sorry, Watertown, Plato, and Waconia. Who do you got as the fourth one coming out, though, Jeremy? Do you think it'll be Mayor or someone else going to pull it off?
2: Uh, I think it's going to be Broughton. And... You can't rule them out with Graham's
1: on the mound. <laughs> Are you talking to Joey? This one guy Joey Malnow <laughs> kid for Broughton that we met. His bracket he's got Broughton winning the whole thing. He's got Broughton over Raconia, Broughton beating us and Watertown. I, don't, I Broughton was kind of the sleeper. Um I I like Greenow for some reason. So for some reason that I like them. Because I just see Mayor just I don't know. I see Greenow beating Mayor and well, then that being enough momentum to kind of give them that first win and doing something.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, I, you know, and we saw three lower seeds get into, get into the regions. I mean, with Blanko Carver and Brown, they were all, you know, they were all the quote unquote away teams for their uh, matchups and stuff. And yeah, the uh, yeah, it's going to be, I mean, my, my feeling is if you come out of the region going to state, you earned your spot. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a tough region.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun, though. The second third rounds will be fun. Um, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that, you know, this is one of the toughest regions in the state, and it's always good when these eight teams match up because only four go to state uh, and four go out. And historically, one of the top four seeds in this region – Always seems to lose out. There's always an upset on that very first weekend where yep. a top four team, in this case, could be Watertown, Plato, uh, Waconia, or Mayer, will lose back-to-back games and find them packing up their season and going home. Uh, that's the thing that's interesting of, of this tournament. You know, it's always the pitching. Watertown's got the pitching. Waconia's got the pitching. Plato, I think, does. Mayer might, but then it really the drops has off if they want to they really drops off the pitch, but you never know who has that good game or who's on that night or who's not or what bats come alive. Um, it's you know it's going to be interesting. Those first three games, I think, was, should be easy to pick with Watertown with the re- better record, but easily should be beating Glencoe Carver. Plato should be beating Carver. Um, Waconia should be beating Brown. Now so that middle game, four against a five seed, should be the best game of the first round, I would I would say as far as being close, and that may be that game that pushes one of the teams uh, gets the momentum going. But there are three teams, like Jeremy said, three teams in this tournament that have lower than five hundred yeah. conference win loss records, yeah. yep. under five hundred. <laughs> All now right, yeah, this will be season, fun stuff.
1: Some of these teams, um, you know, Delano, I think is going to kind of a slam dunk to walk through this. But, you know, Loretto could make some noise. Hutch could make some noise, I think. Um, I, I I can't remember. Do they have three teams come out of here, I believe? Or is it four? Four. Four. Four? four. So I think the top four are going to come out of here. I don't yeah. see a lot of upsets. Um, it's just maybe it does – I think Donald's going to beat Loretto, but it's not going to be as easy as you think. And maybe Hutch beats Maple Lake, but – Still, I think one, two, three, four are advancing on out of 12C. Uh,
2: the one game to watch here, oh, yeah, so
1: the one game
2: way. to watch is definitely uh Hutch and Litchfield. And the reason I say that is my nephew is a big Hutch Hutch fan, okay. Uh, they they faced uh Litchfield twice and lost twice, okay. That that Avery Listman pretty much went, I think, the distance in both games and shut him out. Oh, wow, so that. So that'll be interesting. I think you know that's one that's one matchup to watch. I think if Listman pitches for Litchfield, and then I think Hutch's best guy is derock pitching, maybe I'm not I'm not sure. Like I said, that'd be more for my nephew, but that would be an interesting game to watch where Litchfield could possibly upset Hutch there.
1: Yeah, but kind of like in the NFL, you, you don't beat him that third time in the playoffs, though.
2: That's true, but I mean good pitch. Good pitching usually wins better.
0: Now, so Loretto, yeah, that Loretto's got the Koski brothers, uh, Corey and the two sons. But one of the sons is still playing in the Northwoods League, and I don't think he's going to be back yet until maybe mid mid August. So I don't even know if he's going to be around for the first uh, opening weekend here until he comes back. So, but then when they do come back, there's a bunch of guys I think that are in that Northwoods League that will be coming back to yeah. join. Uh, Join teams in both the Class A, B, and C for the state uh, state tournament. Um, but boy, Hutch is always tough. Delano, mm-hmm. Buffalo is always interesting, and you know. Well, the know thing too of
2: or with uh, Delano too is they lost their first game last year too as well. So yep,
1: I remember that. Yeah, um,
2: and and they still got the number one seed out of that region because they do it a little different in 12C than 7C. But yeah, that was interesting. So all
1: right, talk about the elephant in the room. You have the Mets. My team, my, my boys.
2: Yeah, you're a great team, the huh? Mets. Yeah,
1: hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Why well, do
2: they keep trading everybody?
1: Well, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> they got rid of
0: Max. Keep, they traded you you him gotta for. Keep uh, it civil here. Roll, look at this. Ronald's little
1: brother uh, from the Rangers. He was a top three prospect. Acuna. Um, the Mets are paying most of Schwarzer's contract. Um, He's still getting paid from the Nationals. Now he's getting paid from the Rangers. Um, well, good good contract negotiation on his part. Yeah. But um, we got Ronald's little brother, Louie, here coming in. Um, of course, Ronald O'Coy has been saying all the great things about his brother. Oh, he's a uh, he's more advanced than I am, he's better than I was at that age. Shut up, quit blowing smoke. <laughs> you know, but we'll see. The Mets are getting all these middle <laughs> infielders. Uh, they traded Peterson uh, closer the other day, and earlier today, well, yeah, here's what the Mets, with the thing, Nationals 15 million, Mets 28 million, Rangers 15 million, and uh, Thursday he's going to start, so we'll see. But earlier today, Marcana got traded to the Brewers. The the rise and fall has begun. The, the start clearing out things. Uh, Verlander got 250. 250th win the other day. He might not make the end of the week. Um, like I've said before, I would be surprised if Alonzo's gone soon too. So the fun has begun, which brings me to my soapbox. I kind of wish, you know, yes. I kind of have the trade deadline right now. I wish, since they're taking four days off for the all-star break, have that last day be the trade deadline where no one's playing, you concentrate on just all the trades and not guys leaving games and after a game flight back and forth. That fourth day when they're all sitting at home, kind of like a draft way. They're sweating out if they're getting traded or not. And it kind of takes away because you're losing a lot of limelight here, baseball, because of NFL starting up. So you want to have the trade deadline before that Hall of Fame game, which they're doing. I think they did an all-star weekend because that fourth day off for travel and rest you lose a little momentum. So if you kept all the trade talk that day, I think that would help. That's just my that's just my letter to the commissioner. There. That's fair enough. I like it. The stat like of the it. week. 80s stat of the week. July 29th, 1989, Ricky Henderson goes 0-for-0 0 0 with five stolen bases and four runs scored in a game against the Mariners. Jesus. For- I mean, Ricky – He had four walks, five stolen bases, all scored all four times. Um, Seattle went on to win the game, though, fourteen to six. The starting pitcher that that starting pitcher there had seven walks in that game in six innings. Starting pitcher was a rookie. um, His career came around. Okay, a guy named Randy Johnson. Okay, was the pitcher in that game? And uh, you look at the box score. You tell once Randy Johnson went out. All the left-handed hitters went back in, and so that was kind of a one of those deals. But Ricky 0 for 0 with five stolen bases, four runs scored.
0: What a game!
1: That's Randy Johnson. And was very
0: common, very common with him. Yeah, Jeez, yes. Randy Johnson
1: was quoted saying after the game, "I think Ricky might send me a Christmas card."
0: <laughs>
1: wow! WNBA, they got about a dozen games off too. They got about six weeks. Um, here's the overall combined standings. Uh, they take their two conferences, combine them. Top eight make the playoffs. And there's the Lynx at, at 500, sitting there, middle of the pack for the playoffs. Um, Los Angeles is on the outside. Chicago's the eighth seed there, so we're sitting six or so sitting okay. You know, a couple games ahead of uh, Chicago, but that's all right. Our next three games are Connecticut. New York, and Chicago. So Chicago on the outside looking in. And if you look back again, there's New York and Connecticut top teams in the league. So very important games. If you got to beat them in the playoffs, let's play them now in the regular season and see what happens. So good luck to the girls there. They've been no. turning around this year. They started out, with like 0-4 or 0-5 or something like that. Yeah, very sneaky.
0: Uh, they what started
1: are- out real bad, but I think out of their oh, first good. four games they lost was a combined, like, nine points or something goofy like that. So... They've been in all their games. They're a tough team.
0: Uh, you guys li- might like this uh comment. I heard overheard talking with some friends this weekend about sports saying in the WNBA, there could is there would there be any truth to teams that are really uh, not doing well, um, you know, cashing it in to get the Caitlin Clark jackpot next year? Would Our she be the number one pick, overall yeah.
1: pick? I don't do know, you know if the WWE, I don't think they do a lottery, I think it is truly the last pick or last record.
0: So, are there some teams the that are down there that may not? I don't want to say give up and just tank, but because that Caitlin Clark was more likely going to be the number one overall pick, maybe they did. I think if they, they uh, did, I wanted that, to get your guys' thoughts. If they
1: tank again, you know, I don't want to jinx anything here, but yeah, you, know, you pray to God she doesn't go and get like a page backers injury early in the year and takes a year and a half to come back or something like that. Not saying there was another good players out there to draft number mm-hmm. one, but. Caitlin is such a next level player. Um, you know, yeah. so her staying healthy and everything else, sure, that she'd be the one to get. But that's hoping she stays healthy the whole way through, and that's we found out this year though too. Yeah, you know, the finals were April, and their season started about a month or so later. So that's a long run. Now a lot of these girls are playing overseas in the off season, too, so they're used to playing year round. But WNBA is at another level compared to fun tournaments overseas.
0: Yeah. Yep, correct. Okay, good. Thanks.
1: More women's sports stuff. There's a shirt you can get from Riley Gaines' website. Okay. Katie Ledecky, female swimmer. She just broke Michael Phelps' record for most world titles with her 16th gold medal. Jesus. So all of Phelps's records without were untouchable are starting to break. And there's Miss Regan Smith from Lakeville, Lakeville's very own. Wow. There's a Foss swimming center right there. Um, she's coming back. She kind of broke some records. and was kind of in a, a lull for a little bit. She's now in Arizona working with Michael Phelps, former coach. Um, she's 21. She's back up going for the world championships in Japan. She's gonna, she recently won the 100, the 200 meter backstroke, as well as the 200 butterfly at Nationals in Indianapolis recently. So she's one of a handful of swimmers who are gonna compete in three events. So remember that name too, uh, Miss hmm. Smith here when the Olympics come up soon, too. Local girl. Wow. One NFL note. Well, two. One I don't have a picture. I'll tell you about this now. There is some scuttlebutt going around with the, uh, Washington football team, the commanders being sold. Uh, they might change the name, and there's a lot of protests and petitions going around to get the Redskins' name back. So, see how that goes. That's the rumor and innuendo, uh, as they say. But they might wow. change the name again from commanders to something else under this new regime. We'll see.
2: I'm just glad to see Snyder out of there. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and,
1: and here we go the least intelligent fan base, going <laughs> And there's the Giants at number one, the Vikes at two, the Jets at three, Bears <laughs> four, Titans five, Cardinals, Ravens, Steelers, Seahawks, and Patriots. I, you know it's a gambling site, awesome. so, so they're not they come really up with this. You. But you know the Ravens and Steelers—that kind of surprises me right oh there. The Ravens and gosh. Steelers. That is very they're some passionate good. fans. I think they know a little bit about the game, instead of just going. Oh, my team win! Ugh, uh, kind of like Vikings fans—they're just not real bright.
2: Yeah, apparently. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Ravens fan as well. Jeez, I got two teams on this. Folder. Yeah, you're, you're double dipping. Like, I must be just dumb as hell.
1: Well, I think, I think the reason they take a lot of this, I think a lot of this has come from <laughs> my point, and I know some Vikings fans that were this way that, so many years ago, they, you know, every night. They'd say the prayers and wish death to Brett Favre, but then he comes here and he's the greatest quarterback in the world, you know, so I think it's stuff like that. The Vikings fans are such homers. I think that's probably what they're talking about. These teams are such homers that if it's not their team, if you don't play on their team, you suck. So if you go off that, okay, maybe this right list is right. I don't know. And my homework assignment is if you're a football fan, just learn the damn game. See, their team isn't on this list. That's all I got to say on that one. As, as Forrest Gump would say, that's all I got to say about that. Um, That's all I got. Like I said, a lot of the trades have been going on in baseball. Uh, we've been putting those up on social media. So you'll see them up there. Follow those, that are happening fast and furious. You can catch a lot of them on uh, your favorite Alphabet Network guys on Twitter. I'm still going to call it Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. Yeah, I'm not because it sounds like you're on a porn yeah, site. I was on X enough. today. I think we could do that. And you get the little notifications Wait. on your phone. If you got three, you got three X's up there. XXX. X, X. You know, I'd say like, just don't like it. I'm not a fan.
0: Yes. So it's very fun time of the season, you know, for sports, amateur baseball. Uh the over 35 men's league, in Minnesota. The Federal League concluded its regular season. The brackets have been posted for the state tournament that begins this weekend. Town ball, we talked about already, starts uh, the sectionals in earnest here this weekend. The uh, the Saints announced that they're going to retire Daryl Strawberry. Yes. Now, why are they doing this? I, I know that he played a total of, right. I think, 25 games with the club ever. So, is this a promotional stunt? Is it? Is some kind of a deal like that? It's. I know he did well. He he, he did great, but he only played less than a month for the Saints. He stayed ever. off
1: the weed for twenty five days and I got to retire his jersey for it. So
0: <laughs> maybe you that's mind, it. You know, hey, twenty five days and, clean, uh, retire your jersey. We've got trade. You know, trade deadline coming up. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's yeah, tonight. The- I think is the deadline, but the. The the, uh, the St. Saint Paul Saints released Ryan Lamar uh, just the other day. Um, not a big name. Uh, I've covered him in the past. Any with the Twins and the Saints? <laughs> yeah, we we've covered them before. As far as my take is the fact that the Twins and the Saints have so many influx of outfielders, so much talent, if you will. But there's so many they, they got to cut, cut bait. So. Lamar, a former second-round pick by the Cincinnati Reds in 2010, the tw- Twins picked him up in a minor league. Maybe they think they can move him up. Ended up hitting 204. He's gone now. There's trade talks of maybe Trevor Larnick uh, getting getting traded, but the Twins uh, have a lot of outfielders. The Saints have a lot of outfielders, and so this was bound to happen here. I've done a show on it before. Is how much depth that there is. Now. The season here is is halfway done. We're on the second half of the season. We're going to be starting to get speaking of outfielders, guys from Double-A or Single-A promoted. There might be more guys coming up, you know, to Triple-A. We're going to start seeing the promotions come up. And the Twins have got a bunch of these guys that are kind of hanging around. Some guys doing well. Kyle Garlic has 11 homers for the Saints this year. But there's nowhere to put him. I've been reading box scores, Andy. That Garlic the last two weeks have been playing first base yep. for the Saints. They they have no they have no room to play these guys. There's too many. So Ryan Lamar had to go. A uh, Good guy back in the day, but uh, just didn't make it here. We'll see what happens here with the Twins coming up. Luckily enough, there's no injury bugs I've going seen, on. There's I've guys... seen Larnick's
1: name on the Mets website a couple of times. They're interested in him.
0: Now the you know Larnick's hitting two sixteen, I think he's
1: right in that Pete Alonso category. He'd fit
0: right in. So it's um, it's it's not good, but, you know, there's teams that could use outfielders, and the Twins are sitting on uh, quite a few outfielders. I always have to so, see that guy that got that. At
1: 216. He had traded him just to make financial room for somebody. Uh, who was it with the Braves a couple here of years, a former Twin that just blew up in the playoffs? Rosario. Uh,
0: Rosario.
1: He also takes off. Not that he was a 214 hitter, but he was average of the road. New faces, new jerseys. He goes, he goes it, off, uh, so. Not saying Marnix
0: could do that, but we'll see. We'll see. The other thing was uh, starting pitching. I did a, a bonus episode before the season started about how many uh, twins and even A that are pro-athlete big leaguers that are sitting down in A because the twins don't have room for starting pitching. Uh, and the good thing is we're not facing any injuries. No one's getting hurt, and no one's really sucking it up. Now you get Dallas Keuchel well. who's making a run for the Saints – and they, what do they do? You bring him up. Uh, I don't know. Kenta Maeda's name has been mentioned in trade. Sonny Gray isn't going to be here after the season's over and is already butting heads with Rocco Baldelli. Who knows? But there is a lot of, uh, a lot of starting. Pitchers. Say, uh, Louis Barnes. To- for
1: Dallas, yeah, too, because he's been doing well in the minors. He's a minor league player. You're throwing in on a trade.
0: So. Who knows? We might see some of those names come up. Uh, the other thing I thought with Dallas would he be someone that in the postseason you'd bring in to get a three-man rotation, a guy with veteran leadership, a guy who's they been don't there do three-man
1: rotations to the playoffs anymore. It's at least a five still. Because the trap, well, you get okay. the extra rounds of playoffs and everything else.
0: The other thing that the Twins did uh, was a reliever trade this past week with the uh, yes. Jorge Lopez going yeah. to Miami and the Twins getting. Uh, another average righty but the thing that i saw with him he's been around for 10 years he's been to two world series he's been to four nlcs playoffs and has posted a lot of big league postseason experience and i think the twins need someone like that in the bullpen because they're so young they've right. got no veteran arm they've got no veteran guy that they can uh you know talk about and talk to in the bullpen uh, during these long games and and, and kind of pick pick their brain at some of this and I think that's maybe what they did. That's just me talking, but I think they wanted some Agreed. veteran leadership. Agree. So, I think but that's all I've got for sports today. We didn't have a trivia question. You know, but
1: uh, we talked about some many uh, things going on right now I, going out the PJ Fleck stuff or trade we may stuff have
0: two next be. week. We may have two, we may have two uh, next week. I did have the only thing I could think of for a trivia question. Uh, my wife was reading some sports notes to me this afternoon. I should have used actually this. What was the first base that Lou Gehrig ever stole? Home. It was home, yeah, right. I never knew that. Did you Not know that, Jeremy? <laughs> so when you
1: throw first throw, that's got to be first home. base. I mean, school.
0: it never was second or third. He stole home as his first base, so maybe we call that the trivia question. I don't know, but I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: That's all I got, sir.
0: Well, uh, Jeremy, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for helping Absolutely. us out here today. Absolutely. Look forward to that Big Ten roundtable.
1: That's coming
0: up. We'll we're going to have a Big Ten. Uh, Jeremy you will be on this Big Ten roundtable here in a couple weeks. Uh, we're going to do a preview, a uh, two-episode preview of Big Ten football, an east section and then a west section. And, you know, both the Gophers have the schedule this year where they've got some big teams. They start off against Nebraska. They 100. don't have the uh, the old coach. You don't have the coach there anymore for no. Nebraska. The hated uh, – what's his name? Oh, Scott Frost.
1: <laughs> yeah, Frost ain't there. It's still Nebraska.
0: Scott Frost still is still
1: Nebraska. So that's 1-0. Yeah, okay.
2: he's kicking it down in Scottsdale. And, and they <laughs> might be better
1: this year. But the- Where's he at? Oh, he's kicking okay. it down in
2: uh, Scottsdale on a golf course drinking probably.
1: Yeah, that's probably asking. <laughs> He'll be a special teams coach Scott in uh, Frost. the XFL next year or something.
0: Could be, you never know. But we'll follow the gophers. We'll follow the PJ Fleck. Thanks for your insight there. Andy, no, anything? No, I'm um,
1: just probably next week coming up, we'll probably do more uh town ball playoffs coming up. See how they're all fitting in and falling into place, stuff like that. Baseball trades will all be done, see who went where and why and who the winners and losers were, as they say, on those trades. Um the Mets so far are doing well. Sure. Did well against the Nationals. The records are doing good, so my, my health and safety is okay still right now this month. So I'm doing good. they got Kansas City right now, so there's two out of three right there, I hope. Knock on wood. Yeah, well, you that's know. That's what
0: the Twins thought. Got swept. That's, that's are, the, are you kidding me? That, that's terrible. almost comical. Right. It's almost comical. Now, I'm going to be working, Andy. Uh, I'm going to be working on a possible bonus episode here this week on the Federal League Brackets over 35 baseball, and I'll push that out here this weekend before the games start. We'll get the, that. That was you kind of a funny We'll do another that one that we of those. may
1: know for that, maybe in their lower 30s that plays in Watertown, you might be scouting for in a couple years. Maybe start talking to him. says left hand hitter, leadoff hitter might be good to start on your team. Yeah,
0: cheetah. Just saying, Mr. Patrick. He, Boy, he could be rookie of the year. Shoes uh, it up to him, 35. send him a
1: Christmas card every now and then now for a couple of years.
0: It's, it's fun. They, they, this time of year, those guys, um, the active recruiting for this yeah. does take place. There's people really tugging the ears of these guys when they turn that age to yeah. make them convert over. They may take a couple of years, mm. but if they convert over and, and play, they're very good right off the bat and All they right. really enjoy it. So it's going to be fun stuff. See ya. All right. Have a good week, everybody.